Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning, morning everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. Another opportunity to draw near to you. To come and fill ourselves by your presence, with your light, with your wisdom, with your truth. So that the more we know that truth, the more we are set free from the darkness, from the bondage, from the limitations, from all the challenges in our lives. And we come to you knowing that your ways are much higher than our ways. And we trust in you knowing that you are our father, that you've got our back, that it is your good pleasure to give us good gifts. And you start with your very own spirit, the best of the gifts given first, the day we give our hearts to you. And that is the day you quicken us in our spirits. We thank you, Father, for that love that is unending and that is unchangeable. And you show that same love to everyone. You are not partial. You are not limited. You do not ration that. We thank you, Father, that you love us all the same. And it is your goodwill that none of us should perish in darkness, but each one should be brought to, to, into your light. So we thank you, Father. And we thank you for this opportunity to commune with you, to be with you in the secret place, where you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts, where we are refreshed, where we are renewed, where we are revived, where we mount up on wings equipped with the truth that you give us, equipped with the direction by your spirit, equipped with revelation. We thank you, Lord, that you go before us, that you flatten the roads. And every gate you cut down that stands in our way so that no part of our life is left shut behind those gates by any form of wickedness. But it is only your truth that can make it open towards us. So we thank you, Lord, that you call us back to you every single day and you continue to pour that peace and joy into our hearts along with your truth. And we share the same this morning, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker and our creator, the name of our father, the great I am, the one who is ever faithful, the ancient of days, the lifter of men, and the one who casts our sins behind his back and remembers them no more. And all he does is call us and say, be bold and come. Don't judge yourself, just come. We thank you, Father. That you look upon us with the eyes of mercy and love. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The one who came to reintroduce the Father to us. That we might rebuild that relationship that we lost through Adam. And then over the generations. Where we became distanced from him. We no longer knew him. 
as our father. Jesus came to reintroduce. He came as our rock, our refuge, our foundation. The sacrifice of atonement. That we might no longer be cast into the outer darkness. But have that opportunity to return back into the house. Brother Xavier shared a powerful reflection this morning. The storms of life. I'd encourage you all to please read it. Or meditate on it, on our own personal lives and circumstances around us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with that gift of Jesus. Came as our daily bread, and now, as the rider on the white horse leads us in the day of our battles, knowing that we already are in a wrestling match with the enemy. But there are ways where we can be still, and he fights the battle on our behalf. We thank you, Father, that you reveal those ways to us. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of freedom. The Lord in the midst of his people, who is mighty and only does wondrous things. It is he who changes the times and seasons. It is he who has raised Jesus from the dead. Now gives life to our mortal body as well, raising us up from being dead in the spirit to being quickened. We thank you, Lord, that you have given your spirit to live with us, in us, even until the end of our time, so that by his ministering to us, by his teaching, guiding, instructing us, by his advocating and praying for us on our behalf, we are lifted out of our limitations and are once again placed into your kingdom. And that is what we are reflecting on today, being in Jesus and that journey. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make. Every person that is part of this prayer meeting, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, and especially the intercessory group, Lord, that cover this entire prayer house, your house, with the precious blood of Jesus and with prayer, with intercession that you might act on our behalf. We cover each of these by the precious blood of Jesus, including their families, their assets, their ministries, their finances, their health, and every aspect of their life. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. But I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life in every word we speak. Thank you, Jesus. 
Today we continue with the second part of our series of the pattern of being in Christ. Yesterday we started by looking at what it means to be in Jesus and that this was God's plan for us right from the start of creation. Not when he formed us in our mother's womb. It started much before that. And he counted us in Jesus back then. We started looking at Ephesians chapter 1. And you will notice that throughout this chapter, it keeps repeating the words in him, meaning in Christ. So all of that that God makes available is all in and through Christ. So next time we attend Mass at church and you hear the words being said through him, with him, in him. We need to relate to those words at that time. With this understanding. And Galatians chapter 3 tells us that when we are baptized into Christ, we come in Christ. That is, we enter into his pattern. And when you enter into his pattern, the old pattern breaks. The old pattern of Adam. Now Ephesians 1 verse 13 builds further on that concept of entering into Christ. It builds concept uh, on the concept further to say, <clears throat> when we heard the word of truth, this is verse 13. Now, when we heard the word of truth, which is the gospel of salvation and believed in Jesus as our Christ, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's where that first and his best gift comes to us. And Jesus being the prototype or the first fruits, we have already experienced death through his death. And resurrection through his resurrection. And now, through adoption, we step into the inheritance that he makes available to us. So your adoption starts with that death and resurrection. And then your new life under this adoption begins. So that when your new life of adoption begins, it is new. It is not the old anymore. You will leave that old behind. And you will start new. Just like blind Bartimaeus dropped his cloak when he wanted to come running to Jesus. There was something of him that was left behind there permanently, irreversibly. And that is the call for each of us. When we are to come to him, you will drop something permanently, irreversibly and then step forward so that all the old must pass away and everything must be made new. And the first thing then is the seal, the spirit of God given as our first gift on the adoption into his family. And then Paul goes on to talk about the riches of God's glory that is made available to us through this inheritance. What are those riches? The first thing is we are raised from the dead with him and seated in him at the right hand of God. You see that it's actually two verses. One is from Ephesians 1 verse 20 where it says he has been seated up and then Ephesians 2 verse 6 says we have been seated with him. So you draw a conclusion there that when we are seated with him, 
you are seated exactly where he is seated, which is what Ephesians 1.20 tells you. The second thing is, this position is your position of advantage because you are now seated far above all the demonic as well as angelic ranks. We had fallen. Now he has lifted us up again. You can see that in verse 21. The third thing is God puts all things under the feet of Jesus. And he made him the head of the church. Now he is the head and we are his body. And he says, head is also not just physical head and body, but head also means the one that's in charge of that administration, the one that's the ruler. And that ruler is saying to you, you can now use my name, my authority, and whatever you ask for or declare will be done. So that authority is being established there in verse 22. The bigger thing for you to remember there is, it's not just use my name, you are in him. That is what Ephesians 1 keeps highlighting all the time. We started with that today. So if you are in the ruler, you partake in that authority. And to reinforce it, he says, use my name. So that wherever you go, you are in him. It's like you wearing his robe, his righteousness. And where you stand, it is his face. And then you say, in the name of Jesus. And that is where our faith should actually hinge on. Because then your declaration becomes even more emphatic. There is no question of doubt. We can then operate in his dominion. And there is nothing Satan can do about it. He can't steal it from you. Because it is no longer in you. It is in him. In order to steal, he has to go and steal from Jesus. Which he cannot do. He tried in the wilderness and failed. The fourth thing is, we carry the fullness of Jesus being in him. That is what Ephesians 1 ends with. He is the one who fills all in all. So literally it is like saying we operate out of an account that has been opened for us when we receive him. And this account has been funded with all in all, that is with all abundance. So when you operate from this position, you should lack nothing. Because the account is funded, sorry, because the account is funded with all that is needed for our sustenance, plus our ministry, plus kingdom purposes that we have to fulfill. It is, it is set up in order to take care of all of those. They've all been factored in. And all we need to do is withdraw from this account. So when you start doing that, now you are operating out of Eden once again. Adam only needed to draw out of that which was already provided to him. And that was his state and he continued to live that way until the day he rebelled against God. The account was shut and he was thrown out. But when you operate under these conditions now, no more thorns and thistles. They are replaced with being fruitful and multiplication. That is abundance and dominion. 
And that is what we need to bear in mind when the devil comes with any suggestions of doubt on you have declared this in the name of Jesus. What if it doesn't work? You need to bear in mind what am I saying it on the basis of what? When you know what the foundation for your words are, then you will not doubt. That is why we need to keep reconnecting with the word so that there is no question of forgetting it. There is no question of doubting it. What was it? Was it said in this way or was it something else? He looks for that confusion so that he can then create chaos. And our words change under chaos. That is all the devil wants to do. When we operate from the joy of knowing that we have this abundance as our inheritance, then you know that your problems are temporary. But more importantly, when this is the truth of your life, you will not fear Satan or his lies. And when you don't fear Satan or his lies, there is nothing he can do about it. He will have to stop doing what he is doing there, stop trying and flee away because he's got limited resources. He said, this man is gone crazy. There is nothing we can do to change him. Now let us find someone else. Then he goes about like a roaring lion looking for someone else to devour. An easy prey. So that is the truth that we need to bear in our mind. Paul was one such person that stood firm on things like this. He says that in 2 Timothy 1 verse 12 as well. He says, I am suffering here in prison. He was suffering. I am suffering here in prison, but I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. And I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. So you must know and hold on to what you know as well. That is why the word becomes important. Then you become a rock on which Jesus can build his church. When you become unshakable like that. That's all that we are called to be. Why would he build his church on a foundation that is not strong enough? And then, when we become that rock like Paul, the problems start to become more and more insignificant. That is a mindset God is calling us to have. When he says, first seek my kingdom, then all these things shall be added unto you. Because when you seek that kingdom, there is a foundation of knowing something. And you stand firm on what you know. You do not change your ways even though circumstances around you change. You continue to live by your set of principles that are based on the word of God. Then we come under his kingdom. Completely. And he says, now when you are living by that, you become the object of his attention as well. Then he starts to fulfill. When you are doing his work, he starts to look at what is it that you need in your life. He starts to pay attention to your needs.
And he says, all these things shall be added unto you. It is a deep topic. And I pray that you receive revelation to know what God has provisioned for you before time started. So that you can start to appreciate his master plan for you. And we stick by that master plan and look at Lord, what is your instruction for me next? I am in Christ. What else does it say about me? When you look at Hebrews 10 verse 7, it says, Lo, I come in the volume of the book as it is written of me. I come to do your will. So look up what is written about you in your life and which is still in alignment with his will and you start fulfilling that. Come under his kingdom so that then he can add all the other things that need to be added. We'll continue on this pattern of being in Christ tomorrow in the third part. Father, in the name of Jesus, let that revelation be poured out to each one that is studying this pattern, that are seeking to know more of what it means to be in Christ and how do we abide in Him. Let our hearts be open to your truth and our eyes see that which you are showing us. In the spirit, we thank you, Lord. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and friends. We pray for all those battling all kinds of sickness and disease. <clears throat> for all families facing division and separation of any kind. All those battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness. We pray for all those that are marginalized in any way, that are caught up in war zones, all those on their deathbeds. We pray also for all for salvation of those that are near and dear to us, Lord. And we pray for our own personal needs. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Yadagada <laughs> <laughs> 
In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from 1 John 2, verses 24 and 25. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We need to focus on that word abide. We have two scriptures shared in the chat. The first is from Isaiah 40, verse 31, quoted from the NIV, where it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And the second scripture is from John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it says, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, that is the authority and the privilege, to become children of God. 
that is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in and rely on his name, who were born not of blood or natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, that is physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of a natural father, but of God, that is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed and sanctified. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, for the Savior's uh, powerful reflections of divine mercy and rosary sessions as well as Friday Bible teachings, please share those with friends and family. Invite them to come join us. Invite them especially to Friday's Bible study session. This Friday we have the sixth part in our series on blessings and curses. The choice is yours. And it has been powerful so far, transforming the way we understand how God operates and how his systems operate. So it is worth their while if you invite them to come and let them experience that transformation as well. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. Everyone. everyone.